Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and David Wayne Young. Yes, hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm David Wayne Young. Right, right. And today we are doing Direct to Dumpster Volume 6. Um, our, a, cl- a classic uh, segment on the IC movie podcast. Have we only ever done six of these bad boys? Cause... Well, so we also do torture podcasts, so like, oh, they right. kind of get mixed together. They do. Um, that's true. Obviously, like, for anyone who doesn't know what this entails, um, direct-to-dumpster is just anything that was uh, direct-to-video. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be a bad movie, but, um, you know, there's but a, there's a lean. <laughs> <laughs> Our movies today are Reptilian, Robodog, and Howard Lovecraft and the Frozen Kingdom. And I'll just I'll, I'll add a little a little tidbit here. Um, if you're looking for the movie Reptilian, you might also search for the movie titled Young Gary because it does have an yeah. alternate title. And we'll get into or that. also known as Young Gary. 2001, also known as Reptile 2001. What? Are you kidding? I did some research on this movie. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I, I just knew about the one title. I, I wasn't aware there were so many. Right. So let's get into Reptilian, uh, which is what we're going what to we're, what we're call it. I love, especially for like for these movies or for, for these episodes to uh, look on um, this shining star of an app on Roku uh, called Tubi. Ah, yes, and Tubi. <laughs> it has, it's what Netflix was back in like 2011, where like it's, you know, it has quality films on there, like plenty of big budget Hollywood stuff. And then it also has like just a bunch of like, you know, great indie stuff. And then... <laughs> It has some bottom of the bargain bin stuff. That's all too true. I saw the poster for Reptilian on there. And I thought, like, this looks like a knockoff of the 98 Godzilla movie. And there's just, like, there's a look to the cheap direct-to-video monster movies that they had, like, from 1998 to, like, maybe 2003 that I used to see at all the video stores I went to. There's something very, there's something very nostalgic about it. I sure, <laughs> I, it got me very excited to watch this movie, even though I knew, like, there was no way. Just there's no way it can hold up to like, right. You know, even the standards of Godzilla '98. You know, <laughs> even a movie as great as Godzilla '98. You mean? I'm a Godzilla '98 apologist. <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that, you know, obviously it's it's clearly part Godzilla um, because we'll get into it. But I noticed a few other movies from the 90s that it like was willingly incorporated into into this story. So, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, so the op- let's, let's talk about the opening Please. here when they're kind of. Um, so I guess description of the movie. Let's let's do a synopsis because we're we can't just assume anyone's seen Reptilian. Right. Um, 
so uh, there's a there's a team uh, looking for the uh, the giant bones <laughs> of this uh, of this monster, uh, young Gary, <laughs> and uh, they they find him, they unearth him, and aliens uh, come come and uh, zap him with some some waves of light to bring him back to life so that some he can bring about juice. the end of the world. Yeah, some space juice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so our opening is them finding uh young Gary and the uh and like some alien skeletons too. Yes. Um can't forget the alien skeletons. <laughs> and from the opening it actually starts out pretty good. Like the acting is the standout thing that is yes. very bad throughout Agreed. the entire movie. <laughs> um, however, it's I was actually genuinely surprised at how good the effects were looking at the start. At the start, yep. Yes. <laughs> um, and so one of the first things I noticed, speaking of the actors, and one of the only ones who actually you know delivers his lines with any sort of competence, in spite of how poorly written they were. Uh, we ha- we have Harrison Young as one of our stars as the uh, as the older um, scientist, mm. uh, and he's the uh, he's the old uh, maybe I can't remember okay. the names. Okay, uh, but he's the old version of uh, Private Ryan. <laughs> he's the one Matt Damon morphs into. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I was okay. like, I know this guy from somewhere. That's that's Private Ryan. So, but the other thing I noticed was kind of fucked up was. That uh, the aspect ratio was screwed up. I did notice that. Yep. So, like, because the movie starts in full-on 4 by 3 And then, like, they crop it down to, like, a, a widescreen format for the rest. But, like, but it's not. It, doesn't, it doesn't fill out the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's still shrunk down. <laughs> so it was clearly made, like... I, I believe it was released theatrically in in South Korea. Okay. Um, which is like the origin of point the, of this movie. Right. Um and it was the most expensive movie ever made in South Korea at that time. Um however, you know, I think it was direct to video here, so that's our exception. That's why it's on this list. Uh, it was it was fascinating because like it was clearly formatted for home video. Um, as far as like the the aspect ratio went, so I was very I, I don't understand why they didn't just crop the the opening scene. Um, yeah, it was very strange. I didn't even realize it at first because you know I think I think at first I, uh, the the movie was obviously like clearly filling up the screen as it should, yeah. and then you know later I'm like, wait, wait. When did this happen? So it happened during the opening credit sequence, and I thought, okay, okay. they're doing it as like a stylized it. thing for the credits, and then it never went back. Okay, that explains why it snuck past me, because I was like, if it was from scene to scene, I feel like I would have, but the title credits make sense. Yeah, um, okay. the other like weird um, technical issue that this movie had, and I don't know if you saw it on your end as well, um, like the sound effects layer was like doubled up. Oh, so are you talking about how inconsistent 
the the loudness was for like half the movie because um no not that like okay. that was also a problem but like um like they'd be like setting something down and you would hear it twice oh. like right on top of each other it's like it's this weird and I don't know if it's like maybe something like they were trying to do a surround mixer and like one layer got nudged ahead of the other like it sounds so weird like every if you go back and listen to it, which you definitely shouldn't, it's a waste of time. <laughs> Anyone who decides to watch this for the first time based on our glowing recommendation here, uh, <laughs> you will notice that all of the sound effects that they added in post uh, are, are, are doubled up. Like, you can hear them twice over each other. It's very strange. Yeah, I, I think I was more just jarred by the fact that, um, you know, the sound design was so inconsistent. I was... I was yes. bringing it down, like volume down a bunch. I was writing then, the I was writing the volume buttons. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's it's at night and very possibly people are trying to sleep when all of a sudden you know alien spacecraft are making you know enormous noises out of nowhere when I couldn't yeah. hear the dialogue a month or all the Lord you know, Z aliens a minute ago. Yep, <laughs> they're like bobbing their heads around. Like this feels like a Power Rangers movie. It so and does. It's kind of, like, I'm very disappointed because, like, so we'll get into the biggest flaw this movie really has, which is they made young Gary a CGI creature in the year 1999, (laughs) in the year of our Lord. Uh, (laughs) And he looks very smooth. uh, And very purple. And very, uh, yeah, he, like... He's like weird, like transparent and blue sometimes. Uh-huh. Like it's so strange. The most like upsetting thing about it is they made practical suits for them to wear, um, and they covered them over with CG. And I've seen pictures what? of the suits; they look good. Why then? Why? <laughs> because like if it was a monster costume. It would have been great. It would have felt like a fucking old kaiju movie or like, like I said, like a Power Rangers type of thing. It would have been so much fun. Uh, But instead, it just looks horrible. So let me get into a little piece of history about Reptilian here. Um, So they made, they made this movie and they released it with like unfinished VFX. And I think it did fairly well in South Korea. Um, then they re-released the movie in 2001, which is where you have the um, the alternative titles. Okay. Uh, and they, they even play on Godzilla with that because there's Godzilla 2000, so they have Young Gary 2001. Okay. Um, <laughs> but then that version flopped. But that one had, like, updated visual effects. That's the... I was very curious. That's the version we watched. Okay. <laughs> this was the best thing they could do. <laughs> Christ Almighty. So, um, not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although, I will say, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, some of the action scenes went on for an age, yeah. it felt like. But overall, I could follow the story to the point where I wasn't, like, bored bored to tears you know what i mean like yeah well the first half is stronger than the second like much i was thinking when agreed. i was watching the first half i was like this is really well paced yeah like this has better pacing than most movies i watch um but the second half gets a lit like it starts kind of losing itself a little bit um conceptually too I, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, so let's rewind a little bit back to, we got our character, the photographer who, uh, comes in Mr. Black probably. Uh, and he loves photographing corpses that he does. And then every time the guy leading the, the dig will take his camera and rip out the film. It happens like two or three times. Is he also <laughs> wearing uh, a similar outfit to what Matthew Broderick is wearing? In- yes. Okay. That's- if not, like, it was kind of like a mix between a couple characters in that movie. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of. Okay, cool. Uh, and so, like, yeah, people keep dying in quote-unquote accidents during this dig. And the guy leading it is just like, step right up. Who wants to help me hide the bodies? Uh, yeah. And he like offers. <laughs> like to, it's normal. Yeah. He offers to double everyone's salary for the rest of the dig. And everyone's like, all right, then I guess we're digging. <laughs> I guess we're going to hide these bodies. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, but if they don't agree to that, he'll report them because they're all illegals. Right. Even the skinny white guys that were just chilling there. Yeah, yeah. Go back to Canada. <laughs> oh, no, we wouldn't want him to report us, eh? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, all these guys who are supposedly illegals, like, stare at each other. <laughs> like, for a good, like, two and a half seconds before they all decide, oh, okay, I guess we're going to accept this offer. <laughs> um, there's a there's a There's a female character. Who's also in the movie. Um, the, like the one. <laughs> right. The one. Holly. And so Holly, she eventually leaves uh, for for moral reasons. And she's uh, she goes to this, to this bar. Right. And she orders herself a chicken sandwich. And then um, Private Ryan comes in. And he is uh, like, oh, I got to talk to you. Um, we have to go somewhere more, uh, somewhere more quiet. And what I would have said was not till I get my chicken sandwich, bud. But <laughs> so they go and they talk about all the stuff, all the stuff. And he sounds just like as crazy because yeah. yeah, like no, no reason for her to believe him whatsoever. I mean, there's a giant dinosaur, but there's no, like the alien, the alien thing is a stretch for the plot of the movie. Like, right. It's not like it's not a reasonable thing to expect someone to believe on top of the dinosaur thing, you know? Right. And um, you know, end of the world, obviously. He he's he's read about yeah. in this prophecy that there's going to be an end to the world if you awaken young Gary. So. Yeah, and like, well, cuz you know, it's a giant skeleton. Like we're supposed to believe that he's going to pop back up like I don't know, but then he does. But then he does. (laughs) Yeah, the the aliens uh, talk in English about what they're going to do. Yeah, they do. And then uh, Private Ryan screams, the prophecy has been fulfilled. (laughs) Like, if you didn't feel like a crazy old man before, this is definitely not helping you. That should include him in, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the, the dumb scientist, the idiot scientist... Uh, he shouts, you're my creation. I made you. No, you didn't. No. In no. what facet did you make him? No facet, actually. N- none. 
That's clearly just a line they wanted them to say. Yeah. I I could I discovered you, I found you, you're mine. Yes. Like all of those would have been great. Yeah, yeah, you're mine. Perfect. Like But no, the <sighs> writers well, you know, writers. Anyway, <laughs> Um, the director for this film, by the way, so it was written by, I believe, an American writer, um, as far as like the, I could tell from the credits, but the director was, um, South Korean and did not speak any English. So he had to use a translator, um, for everything. And it shows, uh, and I'm sure that the original lines of some of these things fit a lot better. Maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, that's okay. It's, fair it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's, it's not a very well documented, uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm surprised I found as much information as I did. I am um, too. Making <laughs> my life a lot nicer. Just knowing all this. There's a point at which I don't know when this was. Someone shouts, look at its skin. Yes. Um, and I thought bad advice. <laughs> the texture is <laughs> the worst part. It's so real. <laughs> it's so lifelike <laughs> look at its skin and you see this like very smooth like outlandishly colored you see like four dinosaur. polygons yeah. <laughs> um, it was, yeah it's just like it's really it, I can't stress how frustrating it is especially because like the stills I saw of the movie like are kind better. of like shrouded in shadow so you can't really like uh, see what he looks like. I was expecting a good monster costume. Sure. So it's a real letdown. The effects are really good up until the monster stuff starts happening. But then young Gary um which the the name is <laughs> is so great. <laughs> when, really I thought they were saying in an English young film. Gary twice. Yeah. Twice I thought they were saying the words young Gary and I'm like that better not be the fucking name of the dinosaur and lo and behold lo and behold yeah of course I was much happier to know that it was like you know it it was young Gary as in like you know some Korean name as opposed to what I thought it was yeah not he's not young Gary like (laughs) this this little twerp named Gary (laughs) He's a little menace. Um, but speaking of, he, he fucks up this, he tries to fuck up this one bus in particular. Yes. Um, I love that. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. Movie. Yes. Like the, he's like shooting little laser blasts, like down this like bridge. Um, the bus like jumps a gap. Um, and like he misses all, he, he misses every time. And then like the little kids are just dancing around <laughs> In the bus after they escape. Yeah, so awesome. It's fucking great. Then the movie gets really boring for a little while. Yes. Because it's like the scientists like running around bases and shit, like trying to figure out their next move. Uh, One one guy has a password and says, Daddy loves E.T. Yeah. They thought that was a very funny joke. Um it didn't make you laugh, bro. <laughs> Daddy loves E.T. There's a scene where <laughs> they decide to send, um, they decide to send some sh- some soldiers out after Young Gary. 
correct? <laughs> and jet um, they have like with jetpacks. And I'm gonna uh, pose this question to you and the audience: Who did the jump scene better, this or Godzilla 2014? Oh man, it's hard. I know. Yeah. I. Oh man. Well, it, this might help uh, help you make a decision because compared to this guy, Godzilla is a pussy. Compared to this guy, Godzilla is a pussy, and barbecue this bucko. <laughs> He's my favorite character. And he pulls a. Okay, I was saying how it felt like Godzilla plus a couple of other yes. movies, and one of the ones that I noticed it kept like harkening back to in multiple scenes was Independence Day. Someone is a fan of Independence Day. Yeah, and that kind of like almost goes hand in hand with the 98 Godzilla movie. Yeah. Because it's the same director and everything. I was actually thinking of, in that scene in particular, uh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Okay. So, another question I have. Um, I must have blinked and missed it. Uh, Did the reporter die? Did I miss that? I, I don't remember the reporter dying. I just remember because I know he steps on the idiot scientist, but I don't remember anything happening to him. Yeah, I don't either, to be honest with you. And I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember seeing him later either. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of went nowhere. Yep. And we followed him for a while. We did. (laughs) He was our Nick (laughs) Totopoulos. And and then it was uh, the old scientist who loves E.T., and, yeah, uh, and Holly, our one female character of the entire movie. Yes, I mean there was the bartender. Oh yeah, the uh, bartender. Immediate friends with her, right? But... Immediate friends. Uh, and there was another, another woman working in what I can only assume was NASA. Um, <laughs> this like, you know, place that they're hunkered down to fight the, and all the scientists are fighting young Gary there. Um, yeah. And she's like, I don't know why this stood out to me, but she like stands up after, um, after one of the, one of the two dinosaurs that winds up being a part of this movie gets yes. back up, um, you know, after being supposedly dead. And yeah. She's like, yeah. And she's yeah. like, you know, he keeps getting back up and she's just like so frustrated. And I'm like, <laughs> at when? When did we see this character before? Why do we care that she's, like, freaking out? So, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that there's a second monster. Uh, I don't know the name of that one. Uh, Which was foretold in the prophecy as well. (laughs) The the prophecy has been fulfilled! Um, You're right. Yeah, yeah. I remember remember that being, like, hinted at very strongly. And I was like, oh, they're they're misunderstanding that for sure. But they suddenly pull this fucking 180 with young Gary um, where he's like, he's saving those people. Fuck you. He was smashing up a bridge on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, by the way, I think the new creature was named Cycron or something to that effect. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. But anyway. I will say that their fight was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fight was awesome. In spite of it being a giant CG mess, like, you know, there's really cool shit with, like, he blows the arm off and it, like, shoots out tentacles. And then he, uh, of course, the the coup de gras, uh, he blows his head off and then blasts the neck hole, which is just fucking awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> but not before some more tentacles shoot out. Oh, of course, naturally. And this isn't the only movie with tentacles. Even it was, it, there were we've, we've oh, you... we watched multiple movies this time with tentacles. <laughs> You're sure right. <laughs> um, <laughs> then they uh, we have our we have our Godzilla walking into the ocean moment of um, young Gary being like sky lifted. <laughs> yes. Um, and just like in the poopiest scene of them all. <laughs> Um, in in uh, bright daylight, uh, he's like coming towards the camera, <laughs> and he and he roars, and we go inside the mouth, and uh, then it's finally over. <laughs> After young Gary saves the day, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, he gets the medal of honor, and because uh, <laughs> he he was under the aliens' control this whole time. That's right, he was under alien control when he was smashing shit, but Damon. like at the same time, how the fuck did they? Know? Damon, diamond. There's this little. And then they keep, yeah, they're like, oh, Damon means diamond, and then they keep calling it a Damon. Right. <laughs> Just say diamond. <laughs> One of the last things I read about, by the way, was the sequel that never happened. They planned to do a Mecha Young Gary. Of course, naturally. Aren't you so disappointed that we don't get to see that movie? You know, never say never. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this one is a remake of an old movie uh, that featured a young Gary monster in it. But who knows? He, you know, we might maybe one day we'll get Shin Young Gary. A man can only dream. <laughs> so, final thoughts. Um, I'm gonna say the the first half of the movie was slightly stronger. Holds together better than a lot of classic Godzilla movies true um just uh just really held down by the bad effects i'm gonna give it 4.5 jamies yeah um let's see for as far as experience goes like i have to factor in the the sound design and the frustration i had writing that volume button yeah um but you know i'm not far off from you i'd give it a five um okay jamies just you know, I considered giving it a five. But, yeah, it, I mean, it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, even if it part of it is just for laughs, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, a good part of it. That, like a good that bus 98%. scene's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the bus scene is awesome. One of my favorites. <laughs> right up there with the 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 first explosion in the cave. Yeah, yeah. When everybody turns into skeletons. Yeah. It's fucking sweet, dude. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to RoboDog. Oh, man. Yeah, so if if we're watching an action film and then we jump into what I see is titled RoboDog, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Because I was like, I, I thought it might be another action film. Thankfully, it was not. I, I got to it, it was a family film yes should I should I just lay out what my expectations were for this movie please please so my before I started the movie I wrote down I'm going into this with the expectation that this will be better than Apocalypse Now 2001 A Space Odyssey and Citizen Kane combined it better not disappoint I think it disappointed I uh <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I mean, it has some pretty good stuff going for it. <laughs> so we meet our main character. Oh yeah. In the opening. Yeah. We Tyler do. Austin. Uh, they gave him the shittiest 2007 boy name uh, you could possibly piece together. <laughs> and uh, and then of course they follow that up that like their um, with their their peak creativity, a dog named Dog. Yep. Um, so right away, I just thought, fuck this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, let's, you know, <laughs> it was, let's not count. I shouldn't have counted it out just yet. Right. It was, uh, it was cheeky for a reason. I think, yes. I think they, they knew what they were doing with that one. Um, even if Tyler Austin, <laughs> such a terrible name. That's um, pretty bad. It's two first names. Like, come yeah. on guys. Um, and and it's you said it was a very 2007 thing to name a boy and it's it's set in 2015 so or made in yeah. 2015 at least he might have been born in 2007 who knows yeah maybe let's talk about the plot a little bit well, well before we do that can we just mention the fact that he has a 20th anniversary optimus prime in this little asshole's room oh i did not see that <laughs> Oh my I was, God. That was a figure I always wanted when I was a kid. Awesome. I was like, look at that little bastard getting whatever he wants. <laughs> he gets this. a robot dog and this. God, only child of a fucking genius and a woman who like brings home the bacon. Like, come on. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk about the plot, huh? Yep. Um, the synopsis for this one um basically a boy loses his uh his lifelong friend his father um a genius inventor <laughs> decides to um make him a new dog how you ask with robot parts <laughs> oh um <laughs> And hilarity so, ensues. <laughs> it sure does. Um, like I was on a roll with the, like the first five minutes of this movie, by the way, sure. um, because like I was really thrown that like, so the dog, the actual dog dog uh, wakes up the parents and uh, like, there's, it's just like, it's just your, like your indie family movie. Like, like everybody getting up scene. Like it, yeah. it just has, it's plagued with all the same issues. Uh, because like, like mom is like basically fully dressed. She's got her watch on <laughs> like in bed. Um, <laughs> um, they get to the, they get to the breakfast table. Uh, he's like, Oh, don't let him eat from the table. There's nothing on his plate. Damn it. <laughs> you, yeah, you um, were on a roll. Cause I didn't even. I wasn't really giving it that much thought. I know. know? Why would anybody? <laughs> um, so mom leaves. Dad's about to drive uh, Tyler Austin to, uh, to to school, and then he's going to go to work, right? But before he does that, um, Tyler Austin has made a, um, a little presentation for Dog's birthday. Right. Uh, so he's going to get the projector out of the attic. Uh, he's just dicking around up there. He's not getting it. Yeah, unfortunately, that's also where the the main story gets its start, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's our inciting incident. Yep. Um, so dog, you know, faithful dog, um, <laughs> he ventures into the attic and he doesn't make it back out. He and sure it's about, doesn't. It's about hundred degrees up there. Um, every every dog owner's worst nightmare. Um, yes. And there's pretty much nothing they can do except console their you know their kid and Tyler of course that's his only friend um they make yeah. it pretty clear he doesn't really interact with other kids so um yeah the one time he tries it's really uh, it's really hard to watch <laughs> that is very true <laughs> um there's like when they get home and like Tyler's going to go up and um or uh, rather doesn't know that he's up in the attic but um like is is going to go meet his buddy dog um the uh, the neighbors are talking to him and they're like oh dog's really excited for his birthday it's like dogs don't bark because they're excited for a fucking party you stooge all right <laughs> they bark because they think something's wrong yep <laughs> you're just sitting out here like oh man dog's been barking for a couple hours he's so excited for his party and they didn't care enough to check in. I guess not. I mean, they know they know when dog's birthday is, but not they don't have the sense to check and see if the uh, if their neighbors, who apparently they know well enough, uh, right. if their house is okay, if dog is okay. Yeah, this is clearly like, you know, fantastic suburbia. You know, the yes. the kind where everyone knows everyone, and yet these. Fucking neighbors who you know have a key to this house don't bother. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they don't bother. Olivia Dabo and her whole family have to find their dog dead because of these fucking neighbors. You know, Tyler's up in the attic. Um, he's just inconsolable because he's holding dog in his arms. Uh, the dad walks up. He's like, oh, geez, it smells like dead dog up here. <laughs> he... <laughs> He doesn't say that. Oh. <laughs> That's I just what like, I thought he would probably that? say. No. Okay, good. Oh. Yeah, that would be but, poor taste. <laughs> and I just, all I could think was, how can this kid be sad when he has a 20th anniversary Optimus Prime in his room? <laughs> uh, any, anyway, uh, so we have uh, scenes at Epic Industries, where his dad works. Ah, um, yes. Where's Genie's Is this 2015 dad? enough for you? Uh, his boss, Wallace Shawn, um, is, you yes. know, uh, wanting a very, you know, a, 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 a genius invention to, uh, to present. To truly to, epic. Yeah. Something truly epic. Yeah. Um, You've got a good Wallace Shawn. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's creating a fucking arc reactor. <laughs> yeah, he wants something inconceivable. So. <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, so glad, even though this is totally beneath him, like, I'm very glad Wallace Shawn is in this movie. He's the best actor in it oh, by yeah, a mile. Oh, yeah, so much fun with it, clearly. Oh, yeah, no, he's he's doing, like, he's giving it his all, and it's 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 great. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, Dad's making a super battery. Uh, his, his buddy is uh, making uh, solar-powered scissors. That's right. He sure is. 
Um, and when he tells his friend at work uh, that the dog died, he said, Oh, I had a pet goldfish. Accidentally flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> My parents got me a new one so I wouldn't notice. <laughs> that was like a genuine laugh from me. <laughs> yeah, well, this guy's very, quote unquote, accident prone. Yes. This very best true. friend. His, yeah, his best buddy. <laughs> <laughs> who turns out to be an asshole for a good 40 minutes of the movie he spent the second act being an asshole it's yeah. true <laughs> but anyway um, <laughs> the first like the first honestly like half of the movie um tyler austin is a non-character he does not Agreed. do anything yep um we're really following the dad and the dad is a far more interesting character throughout the whole movie. His voice was a little grating for a lead man, though. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Um, it's very clear that um, Tyler Austin is not going to like Robo Dog. Like, he, he, like they're like, oh, you know, should in the second scene of consoling Tyler up in the attic, um, he's like, well, maybe we can go look for a new dog. Well, you'll never be able to replace him. We can't replace dog. And then he just tries to replace dog with a fucking talking robot dog. Yep. Um, and let me tell you, it's so weird that he talks. He didn't need to talk. Why did he program him to talk? <laughs> because then you wouldn't have him say why and affirmative for the whole fucking why? movie. <laughs> It's like they got one recording of James Arnold Taylor saying, why? And they just used it over and over again. You know that's like, what they did. You know that's what they did. <laughs> they didn't want to pay him to say more lines. So. Why? Affirmative. Why? <laughs> he's, uh, he's, um, so Robo Dog is, uh, you know, trying to be Tyler Austin's new best friend. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, he's trying to teach Robo Dog how to behave like a dog, right? Um, and you know he's asked why about fifteen fucking times um, when you know <laughs> demonstrating fetch and all these other things. Um, but he's like, oh, you could chase a car, and I just think it's a wonder that dog didn't die sooner. <laughs> I know, like chasing cars isn't something like. That, that you want your dog to, to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, they go to the dog park and they learn that, you know, dogs greet each other or, you know, get to know each other by sniffing each other's butts. Right. Um, and then uh, the uh, girl, Chloe, uh, who Tyler has a crush on. A um, big crush on. A big old crush. Um, uh, he sees her and he's, like, really nervous and... Uh, Robo dogs like, do you want to sniff her butt? Which comes up about two or three times. His, do do you want to? <laughs> are you are you fucking gonna? <laughs> or am I gonna make you do this? Dogs like just playing matchmaker. He really is. Um, they also it also comes up when um. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you about to talk about recapping. the presentation <laughs> well no 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 uh when they're recapping 
um, what they've done for the day. Um, uh, he goes, show my dad that you like him. And then uh, Robo Dog starts eating his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> the dad, like, he's, dead, he's just sniffing his butt. But, like, the way the dad reacts, it's like, whoa! <laughs> whoa, Nelly! <laughs> So awesome. <laughs> yeah, sniffing um, butts plays a plays a good role. There's yeah, a lot of stuff about sniffing butts in here. Um in <clears throat> fact, when so uh uh what was his name? Uh Barry? Yes. Is the guy's name? Yeah. Um uh he 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 when he turns into an asshole and he starts trying to steal the robo dog, um for Wallace Sean. Uh, he's yeah, for Wallace Sean. Um He's like dog, like, Robo Dog, like freezes in position and becomes really heavy. So uh, Barry's just interacting with a PNG, um, <laughs> and then like uh, he's like trying to grab him or something, and he activates his vacuum ass, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like <laughs> he gets like sucked in <laughs> with his mouth. <laughs> and a little girl and the, her mom passes by and she goes, mommy, what is that man doing to that dog? And apparently he's just getting his red wings from the look of it. <laughs> God. <laughs> because he comes out with like his mouth, just like all red from the suction. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the mom even goes as far as to report this man hanging out on the street. <laughs> sucking on the dog's ass. <laughs> Rightfully so. He comes back pretty fast, too. Like, they go to another store and leave the robo-dog outside. Right. Like, I feel like the fact that it's a robot dog and it's very easily provable to be a robot dog, like, he should be able to go inside. He's not. Like, it's not like he's going to shed. It's not like he's going to, you know, do... Like, he's, he's not going to shit in the store. Um, but then but, you get more people stealing the dog. Yeah, more I guess berries. so. Yeah, uh, you get more berries, I guess. Um, Barry I will Belch say, was his name, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I will say another thing that actually made me laugh was the max volume bark. Oh yeah, yep. Um, and then it actually, like fucking, <laughs> he barked my clothes off. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of fun gimmicks in this one. It they didn't leave that part out <laughs> certainly not um there's a part where <laughs> this movie was endless entertainment by the way <laughs> um they're playing a like dog is like a robo dog is projecting a, a video game up on the side of the house or whatever um at two frames a second and they're like this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> but a few moments later <laughs> robo dog is like oh i want to show a movie i made for tyler of uh of like made of a bunch of like you know clips uh from my from my memory i'm like dude he's 12 he spends most of his time jerking off into a sock this is there's really no need for this <laughs> luckily we don't go that far no, um, but certainly there is not. Some shower singing and some there is. truly embarrassing footage of this kid, like happy dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's showing this as Chloe, the 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 crush, the love interest, is standing yes right there. Yeah, and talking about how Tyler wants to sniff her butt. <laughs> 
This is Chloe. <laughs> and one day Tyler will sniff her butt. <laughs> <laughs> to which Tyler responds by disowning. Yes. Uh, disowning um, and it becomes very clear in that moment that his parents like RoboDog more. And I do too. Right. <laughs> like, no, you are going to your room now and you're going to apologize to RoboDog. <laughs> How could you be so cruel to RoboDog? <laughs> He's a bunch of parts. <laughs> and yeah, even Chloe likes RoboDog more because she's like, whoa, hey, Tyler, that, right. that was pretty shitty. I'm going to leave. That's pretty fucked up, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give Wallace Shawn's character some credit. And this is also a credit to his acting. Um, he actually feels kind of bad for killing RoboDog. Oh, right. When he takes the battery. Oh, yeah. He, like, seems genuinely upset True. that that happened. Yep. That, that, like, that had to be the cause, you know. There needed the to be some writing to that effect. I, I, I really wish they, like, you know, even if Wallace Shawn's character had, like, a puppy growing up or something. Like, if they just brought that in, like, a tiny, tiny bit. Right. It would have really made that sink in. Because, yeah, I thought that was pretty powerful, but they didn't do anything with it, you know? Yeah, it was pretty much just that one scene. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we do get, uh, like, he he takes the battery, he's able to copy, like, a big version of it. Um, Of course, without the solar panels that he uses from the solar-powered scissors. Um, And so, uh, Barry... Uh, who at this moment I recognize, uh, I realized he reminded me of um, George Steinbrenner from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like spot on. Um, so he brings the battery back, and I'm really glad he wasn't like I was expecting because of just this type of movie. I was expecting him to like be upset that he used the solar panels from the scissors. Uh, and he wasn't, which I was very happy about. He even helps make the battery. Yeah. Um, it's very clear that he's only doing the asshole stuff because it was his job. Yes. Um, so, you know, they save the town from this giant battery blowing up. Um, RoboDog say, helps save the day. Um, Boy, does he. He saves He saves not only the dad, but he saves Wallace Shawn from an untimely demise. He sure does. He only goes to prison for a little bit. Um, oh, uh, community service, right? Oh, was it? Did it end up just being community service? That's what I saw on the. Okay, because he yeah, uh, Tyler does like a little. <laughs> Wallace Shawn really likes the part with him in the movie, even though it's about <laughs> his punishment. <laughs> um, in this very weird final scene that's like taking place. Like, in a green-screened garage. No one is in that actual garage, for sure. Right. Um, followed by an awkward child kiss. <laughs> well, every um, moment with Tyler is awkward. Yeah, but that one especially. Um, <laughs> it really caps off this movie. Um, <laughs> nothing what I the child kiss and kiss and blank check, though. Oh, no, nothing ever will. Um, <laughs> however, I, I don't know, man. I did find out there's a sequel to RoboDog. No. Um, and it, like, I, I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> it exists. Oh, man. 
Um, are we ready for th- final thoughts on Robo Dog? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I would say, you know, it was most definitely the most entertaining one of the three for me. Yes. Um, and you know, I I didn't have a dull moment. Um, with it, you know, there there wasn't a point where I'm like, okay, let's let's get it let's get it moving. Like, yeah, you know, um, some things were cheesy yeah a little too cheesy which is fine um i don't mind that and i think if you like a by the numbers family comedy that this might actually suit you so um you know i'm gonna give it a seven it's not a high quality product oh wow it was enjoyable nonetheless okay um I'm going to say it was incredibly harmless. Good is probably generous, but it's certainly not bad. Um, this is the best dog movie we've watched for this podcast, for sure. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> there are better family films for kids to watch, but this will not lobotomize them. So I'm going to I'm gonna give it a five, like a, okay. just a nice average score. Um, but yeah, man, I was genuinely surprised at how not terrible it was. Agreed. Yep. It, again, like you said, not good. It's not a good film, but yeah, you know, it's I would never an watch it again. <laughs> um, with that, I think that brings us to uh, to my suggested ad. To yeah, you were very excited to watch this. Howard Lovecraft and the Frozen Kingdom. I have to know. I have to know. Did it live up? <laughs> Were you, it uh, it surpassed it, it, it surpassed expectations in one facet. In one facet. Um, okay. <laughs> what were your expectations on this, by the way? My expectations. I'll say this. I didn't expect it to be good. Of course. But not. I wanted. I kind of wanted to be surprised by it. Like I wanted it to turn out to be like kind of fun. Like um, Robodog. Yeah. Okay. Precisely. You know, like. It is based on, you know, something I like. Right. <laughs> what they do with it isn't, um, you know. It's not something I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, I had to, like, I knew if I wrote down every thought I had while watching, the like, the first five minutes of this movie, I would have filled out my page, so I kind of refrained from doing that. Sure. Um. However, um, just like from a design standpoint, like from the beginning, like I wasn't expecting great animation, but like VeggieTales looks better than this. Also, um, the camera is busy as fuck. It sure is. Um, the des- the designs of the characters looked like oh yeah, like Tim Burton's used toilet paper. <laughs> Listen, Howard, you need to get some sleep, boy. Like those dark circles oh, it's are awful. It's just, it's too much. The guy is like so pale. Yep. <laughs> like they made him look like a real freak. <laughs> yeah. He does not look like a sickly child. He looks like a clown. He looks like a dead child. He looks like <laughs> a corpse. Go. Yeah. Um, speaking of corpses, um, you know, I, she just felt this way to me, but she gave me the creeps nonetheless. Uh, Algid Bunk, you know, the, the, Queen of... Oh, yeah. Potato Elsa? 
it was awful. So terrible. So awful. The I mean, worst design in the movie. Yep. Uh, it was like unsettling and I can't figure out what it was. I'm sure that you probably could figure out what it was. That was so unsettling for me. Just a weird shape. Her eyes were like gross and dead. Like, yeah, the just, eyes were insanely dead, right? Yeah. Like, like the other ones, like, you know, they were lively. It was just like a bet. Like it was just a design I didn't like. Yeah. This one was just like, it was like, it was inherently a bad design. And like, it was clearly molded for, what she turns into later. Right. But, like, even that one's not good. Right. No, it, um, it wasn't... <laughs> it wasn't pleasant to look at. Um, most of the movie wasn't pleasant to look at, actually. No. No. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a real bummer that talented a- actors like Scott McNeil, Ron Perlman, uh, Doug yeah. Bradley, and, and Chris Plummer are all roped into this. Yep. Um... But then, like, the rest... Because the first one I noticed that was really bad was um, Mrs. Lovecraft. Uh, like, her delivery was just so Very wooden. Stilted. And I I, yep. I realized, like, okay, the rest of the cast, aside from, like, the the big talent they had, had to have been, like, Fiverr voice actors. You know, probably. I would say so. And it's weird that they chose, like, such big characters for them to take on. Um, the one that was not... Uh, or, or, or rather, like the one that, like, so that we have a, we have the character Spot, um, who, uh, who's Cthulhu, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, I hate Spot. I hate him. Yeah. And I, I knew when I was listening to him, like, this is not a talented actor. Um, they clearly just got somebody from the crew to do this, and I was right. It's the director. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a line early on when they're visiting uh the dad the first time in the uh in the in the mental hospital the bad place <laughs> there's he's talking yeah the bad place oh my god yeah um again i had to refrain from taking certain notes um there's uh the chris Plummer, the doctor is talking about uh fatherly fear and how uh he hears a lot of uh good writers are made that way well that was funny. I thought that was <laughs> a good addition, even if yeah. it was the only good addition in that scene. Yeah, that might it might be the only good addition in the movie. I kind of found myself wondering, like from the beginning, uh, who is this for? Right. I think it's because for people who think, you know, a like Lovecraft's cool. Which is fine. But they've never read but it. But then, yeah, they never, yeah. exactly. Agreed. They just stole stuff from it, but never, like, actually fell in love with the subject material. Right. I, like, I postulate maybe, like, the Invader Zim crowd. Sure. But, like. Yeah. It has a similar feel, which is probably why I was bored the fuck out of my mind with it. Yeah. I, um, let's see. I wrote 26 minutes in. Uh, this dialogue is making my brain hurt. Um, and then, like, a little bit later on, there's a scene of um, of Howard and Spot playing in the snow, Ugh. and it was literally putting me to sleep. Yep. Like, I was falling asleep watching this movie. Yeah. Um, and I wish I did fall asleep, because then I could have just slept through the rest of it. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't have that problem with Robodog, but with this, no. yep, I was like... Okay. 
okay. And then, yeah. of course, you know, during this, like, the, the fun and games section of this script, you have, um, you know, this, this Smurf flying around following them. Yeah. And it's just, it's very jarring, and it doesn't feel like it's connected until of course very disjointed yeah yep. yeah yeah and of course you you eventually meet algid this like queen of relay who is you know i i don't know tracking them for some reason and you know the whole thing just feels very it wasn't organic no, not at all. Um, I actually, like, before the last 30 minutes, I think it might have been around the time she, like, sent him off. Right. Um, I had to take an intermission. I couldn't I couldn't stand to watch the sure. movie for another minute. Um, I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> so I watched the first two movies on, on Thursday. And mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of junk food because I was watching junk movies. Right. Um, <laughs> and I undid all the progress I've made with weight loss. <laughs> and then with this one, I was like that last 30 minutes, I was like, I have to do the same thing again. I have, I have to have some motivation to get through this thing. I don't, blame um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I, it didn't help that much. Let's see. There was the Shogoth, which was supposed yes. to be an indescribable horror but instead was very describable Yeah, it was like as a, a giant bubble a... with piranha teeth and yeah. tentacles. It reminds me of a uh, little shop of horrors monster. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Just like, just lamer. <laughs> Less entertaining <laughs> as well. Um, oh, he, uh, halfway through the movie, he takes on this little catchphrase of la di da. Yep. Which was weird. I just said, "Shut the fuck up, you little jagged tooth honky, <laughs> you little, na- <laughs> you little narcoleptic fuck." La di da, fuck you. <laughs> like why and how? Like what? I was like, did I miss when this came in? Like, <laughs> did I sleep over that part? He he used that as like a a greet when everyone's waving him off. You know, yeah. like hey goodbye. He goes. That's his song. Yeah like what and then he does it again when he's like you know sliding down the fucking cave floor to the bottom of you know this enormous cave he lands and he goes la di da and i'm like what when is this supposed to be used and why (laughs) and how i don't know so we get to the point where they return to uh to Potato Elsa's castle. <laughs> and... <laughs> like, they've been hinting at it the whole movie. And, like, you you know it. And I don't know. I Like, it's made for, for children, quote-unquote. Um, so maybe they don't know who Cthulhu is. But it's but like, if, they, yeah. like, if the hints are like a fucking hammer to your head. It's like, it's we get it! The nightmares, yeah. We get it, he's Cthulhu. Yeah. Like... Then she starts reading the book to, like, you know, turn him into Cthulhu. And I'm just thinking, like, kill her, Spot, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like, don't let her fucking read it. <laughs> you know, in other, in other like, shows and movies, like, when, you know, like, oh, it's like, oh, why don't they attack them while they're powering up? And then, like, usually they'll demonstrate by, like, oh, they try. And then they're, like, 
Their their power bounces them away. You know, right. there's nothing like that. He's just fucking standing there. He's like, oh no, she. You better get away. She's reading. Oh, he's like, get closer. It's like, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yep. First he says get closer, and then he says get away. <laughs> oh, get away. At about this moment, I wish that I was watching it on a DVD so I could break it. Um, um, I also just started writing jokes because I, I the the movie wasn't holding my attention, and I just I just wrote, "Is this the canon reason why H.P. Lovecraft is a racist?" Good <laughs> <laughs> word. <laughs> The actors just seemed to, like, also misunderstand what they were reading. Like, there were so many lines where it's like, that's not how you were supposed to say that. Uh, I think um, is is really disappointing how, how much lack of expression there was in the faces of the characters as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, especially Lovecraft. Like, he'll say, like you know, a really sweet line to someone, but his like deadpan face is just so Yes. Oh. Also, um when uh when she becomes Abdul, yep. um she just like she starts every sentence with Rah <laughs> Did you notice that? No, I did not. <laughs> Rah get them <laughs> That's so hilarious and bad <laughs> something um, i also noticed animation wise is that the lighting is very inconsistent incredibly, like sometimes incredibly howard was in shadow sometimes he was fully lit sometimes he was like had a green like you know uh accent light on his face like it just it depends completely on what shot it is yeah and i have to say it was ridiculously frustrating in many many scenes to not be able to see what's happening because of how yes. dark it gets especially spot like he's yep. so poorly lit all the time because he's like a darker character yeah um it's so weird um and just like the speed of everything like the 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 motion felt off like i felt like while i was watching action scenes like you could watch this at two times speed and it would feel normal you know you're probably right although the then you'd hear, uh, no, get away, no, get away, instead of, no, get away. It really, God, in that third act, the, the movie just starts spinning its wheels. Like, it has no idea what it's doing. Like, yeah, well, you, it's like, see, you see first, like, the introduction of the Elder Sign almost at the very end of the movie, and it's like, oh, oh, that's cool. It would have been nice to know about, you know, this, like, superpower he, uh, he fucking has, like, you know, near the beginning. And Wouldn't like, it have he, been neat if you knew he had it the whole time and that it was really, like, important and he didn't know that? Right. Like, this fucking deus ex machina he has in his pocket? You would have loved to know that. Or um, when, the, when the family of squid kids comes in out of nowhere, it's like, why yeah. would they know where he is? Man, they were supposed to be cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, the scenes with... <laughs> The Squid Kids were actually awfully repetitive. Um, they were like, "Oh yeah, your your father was so curious. Your father was so curious. Your father was so curious. Your father was so. If I hear your father was so curious one more time, I'm gonna 
break into the screen, grab that squid's fucking neck and snap it. I, oh, the, um. Your father was just so curious. So, uh, he takes, um, so he retrieves the book, he saves the day, goes back to his, um, to his home world, um, and, uh, he's, he's going back to the hospital to take his dad the book. Right. Uh, his very curious Which seems dad. seems like a horrible idea. Uh, and she, his mom goes, are you sure, Howard? Yeah, I want him to give, I want to give him the book that drove him insane. <laughs> um, like on so many levels, it seems like a bad idea. A, if you don't know it's supernatural. <laughs> now I can get better. <laughs> yeah, like, A, if you don't know it's supernatural, you're like, you know, okay, this thing drove him insane, like you said. But B, if you know it's supernatural, and you're sending a crazy man into a crazy, like, shadow world, like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, even, like, the even the supernatural characters are describing, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not what your dad was like. Like, he was a, he was a normal guy. Like, it sounds like he went crazy. Right. Like, because, like, like the whole point of half of these fucking stories, like, it's a motif of yep. Lovecraft's that, like, things drive people mad. Yep. <laughs> like, Don't go looking for things. <laughs> yeah, seriously. God, and then, like, the fucking, the, like, <laughs> piece de resistance uh, was the p- little, little post-credits gag of, uh, of Howard doing his little cunty uh, Stanley Kubrick stare into the camera. <laughs> I was so over it. <laughs> like, literally blow me, people who made this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you for thinking you're cool. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever watched. And there are others. There are other Howard I know, Lovecraft right? Movies. Yeah. That oh. we obviously have to watch. Uh, I would rather... I would... <laughs> I would rather see blood in my urine than watch one of those fucking movies again. <laughs> Don't wish too hard now. <laughs> I, you, David, I just figured it out. What's that? They actually did Lovecraft right. Watching this drove us mad. Oh, shit. Damn it. They're geniuses. Yeah. So uh, anyway, final thoughts. It's horrible. It's the worst. Uh, the worst part is that it had potential, um, and it's an utter piece of shit. I gave it two Jamies. It may be the worst DTD I've ever seen. So um, yeah, it's like one point five Jamies. Like there were there were aspects of the end. Like people like like the people rigging did well um things were in motion most of the time uh but that's all that's about all i can give it i um i hated i i hated it it was really bad and i didn't like it (laughs) i'm so glad i could give you this experience thank you david Always, Why is it always yours? Always <laughs> Why is it come always through. I always come through. You really do. This, I was thinking while I was watching this, like, this one belonged on a torture podcast. It, it truly did. It truly did. I think there were some torture ones we've probably, like, enjoyed more. You know what? Like, Starleaf. Starleaf would have belonged here. Yes. And Howard Lovecraft would have been on that torture. Yeah, so. Yes. 
Agreed. I, yeah, I feel bad for putting Starleaf on a torture podcast when this sits here. But to um, be fair, it is called Starleaf, and it's about it alien is, weed. It is like, the alien weed movie, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> you assume it's going to be horrible. so. And then you get, you know, you get. I wouldn't say pleasantly movie. surprised, but... Yeah, like, you get a movie. This is, you get a movie. Yeah, this is not a Howard Lovecraft. This is, is a non-movie. A yeah. <laughs> we did it. We made it through. We sure did. Um, we'll have another... I think it'll probably be the end of June before we have another episode. Um, I think I think the plan is to do the Obi-Wan Kenobi well, series. Well, don't start moving it up on me, like June 17th or something. Oh, yeah. No, uh, actually, end of June, so June 1st. Um, <laughs> but um, that's an inside joke for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you at the end of June, folks. So see you in a couple of days. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.